Mother and Baby Home Campaigner Met Wall of Silence, article by Michael Tracy. Campaigner Catherine Corliss said there was a wall of silence in obtaining local knowledge while researching the Tuam Mother and Baby Home as Carlo survivors search for answers. Carlo TD Jennifer Murnane O'Connor posed a question to Ms Corliss, whose research into the Tuam Mother and Baby Home revealed that 796 babies and young children had died and were buried in a defunct sewerage system, about the importance of local knowledge in her efforts. The pair attended a joint Oireachtas Committee meeting on Children and Youth Affairs, which scrutinised proposed legislation for the establishment of an agency to oversee the exhumation of remains at former mother and baby home institutions. The Carlo TD said, I am interested in seeing how local research can be given a place in this legislation. I am working with some survivors in Carlo, and for me and for them, it is so hugely important to get the local knowledge. It is hugely important that this plays a role and Ms Corliss might come back to me on it. Ms Corliss said that when she began her research, she had absolutely nothing to go on. It was as if it did not exist in paperwork. I did try for local knowledge at the time, and I got very little. I found that people were very hesitant to speak about the home. I feel that a lot of people knew what was going on, had put it at the back of their minds, and they just wanted to forget about it. Ms Corliss said that when the then Minister Catherine Sapone requested local people to come forward with evidence and knowledge, that absolutely nothing happened because it fell on deaf ears. She added, I find it quite impossible to get any information off the elderly people in Tuam who would have known stuff, especially people associated with the home. It was just a wall of silence. With regard to trying to get any information at this stage, I do not think it would work. That was my experience. Migrant Mums and Daughters Sought for Art Workshops Article by Michael Tracy A Carlo Art Project is looking for locally based migrant mothers and daughters. The project is part of a workshop series from artist-in-residence at Visual, Feli Speaks. Feli Speaks, a Nigerian-Irish poet, performer and playwright, and the Mother Tongues Festival are looking for six participants to take part in a series of online workshops from the 21st of April to the 5th of May. They are looking for three pairs of migrant mothers and daughters to participate in three one-hour workshops, which will take place over three consecutive weeks. Participants will be paid €150 for their time and work in these workshops. The workshops will explore mother-daughter relationships and examine the passing on of culture within migrant relationships. They will discuss the transference of culture by immigrant parents to their child within the Irish context and explore the way culture is communicated through music, art, clothing and the politics of behaviour. Participants will be asked to create written work based on their explorations. These written pieces will be filmed and will culminate in a short film that will be screened as part of Mother Tongues Festival 2021. To apply or for more information email alice at alice at fellyspeaks.com Rollout of defibrillators continues in Carlow Town. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Despite the many social restrictions and limitations on our lives, 
the Carlow Town first responders have continued with their great work in raising awareness about how crucial it is to have access to a defibrillator if someone is suffering a cardiac arrest. In pre-COVID times, the team ran training sessions to teach the public how to use the defibrillator machines and how to carry out CPR. But because of the restrictions, they've focused their energies on making these life-saving devices accessible to the public on a 24-7 basis. There are plenty of defibrillators around Carlow Town and beyond in shops and sports clubs, but not all are accessible around the clock. There are defibrillators in shops around the town, which is great, but once 5pm comes and the door closes, those machines can't help anyone. If people can access a defibrillator, they have a better chance of survival if they're having a heart attack. They need to be available to the public 24-7, said Caroline Dargan, a member of the first responders team. Members of the group are on a mission to install boxes that are able to house the machines outside shops or garages so that they are accessible 24 hours a day. They've bought 10 of the heated containers at a cost of €500 Euro each and so far have installed them outside the Dinry Hotel on Tullow Street, at the Circle K garage on the Tullow Road, at the ESB building on Green Lane and now their latest one has just been installed at Greg Cullen Parish Centre. The work was carried out in conjunction with Father John Dunphy and the staff at the parish centre and the defibrillator is now a valuable and potentially life-saving addition to the community. All of the outside defibrillators have been registered with the ambulance service so if there is an emergency they can give the people in trouble the code numbers to access the machine. They also have a list of locations where 24-7 accessible defibrillators are located so they can tell where the nearest one is to the caller. The Carlow first responders will next install a machine outside Aska Childcare Centre while their target is to have 10 boxes installed by October. Visual's new programme will support local artists. Article by Suzanne Pender. A number of talented and creative Carlovians are part of a new and exciting development programme at Visual. The Arts Centre has launched the ambitious Artist Development and Support Programme for 2021, delivered in partnership with Carlow County Council's Arts Office and supported by the Arts Council of Ireland. Throughout 2021, Visual will support several artists, curators and arts practitioners in the development of their practice and the realisation of new artworks, performances, exhibitions and art-led community engagement projects. The programme will also see lots of homegrown talent take up residency at Visual during the year. Kean Kinsla, who is originally from Cloyda Carlo and is one half of the hilarious circus comedy duo Lords of Strut, will research and develop new material for the pair's latest stage production. Multidisciplinary Carlo artist Sarah Devereaux will develop a new body of work for exhibition in 2022. Performance maker Barry Fitzgerald, originally from Tullow, who has worked with several leading theatre companies in the UK, will return to Carlo to research and develop a new solo work exploring themes of religion, sexuality, queerness and his own experiences of growing up gay in rural Ireland. Tullow's Shane Michael Byrne, a member of the inclusive theatre ensemble Equinox Theatre Company, will begin developing his own solo practice, 
working with several key collaborators throughout the year to develop new work. This residency is delivered in partnership with Equinox Theatre Company of KCAT Arts Centre, which will also be in residence at Visual during 2021. Visual continues to develop ways for artists at various stages in their careers to explore and stretch their practices in ambitious ways, says its CEO and Artistic Director, Emma Lucy O'Brien. For 2021, we have encouraged the interdisciplinary nature of our residency programme, supporting curatorial practice, visual and performing artists, artists working on learning and public engagement programmes and community groups working with artists. This exciting supported programme acts as a springboard for creativity and art making in Carlo. Carlo-based choreographer and director Emma Martin of United Fall Dance Company will continue as Visual's associate artist in 2021. Since 2012, Visual has supported Emma's practice, which has enabled her to develop an impressive portfolio of new and original stage works. Other artists also being supported by Visual throughout 2021 include Ursula McGinn and Molly Malumbi of Vominate Theatre. This award-winning collective, which specialises in theatre for young audiences, will develop a new work called Blue, inspired by Carlos scientist John Tyndall and his discovery of why the sky is blue. Carlo natives Sandrina and Dahiro, Ali Byrne and Enda Bow, along with Galway-based Cathy Osakoya, will come together to collaborate on Unsilencing Black Voices, an ongoing project that explores the lived experience of the black community in Ireland. The group will work with teenagers and young people from Carlo to develop this project. Visual is looking forward to supporting a wide variety of artists through a lab programme with four bursary awards of €1,000 each available to artists. This will be awarded through an open call process, which will be announced in the coming weeks. Darkness into Light event goes ahead, article by Suzanne Pender. Tuller Rugby Club has found a way to safely support the life-saving work of Pieta House by hosting a socially distanced Darkness into Light walk. The Darkness into Light event will take place on Saturday the 8th of May at the club grounds, with all funds raised going to the suicide prevention charity Pieta House. Covid restrictions mean that walkers have to book time slots to participate, starting at 4.30am and continuing until 9am. Staggered time slots ensure the event is fully Covid compliant, with each participant following a 2.5 km route. Time slots can be booked by going onto Tullo RFC's Facebook page, while anyone who needs help booking a slot can message the Facebook page for assistance. Donations will be taken on the day, while those who would like to contribute to this event can also visit Tullo RFC's Facebook page, which contains a link to its Pieta House fundraiser. All are encouraged to book their place for Saturday the 8th of May to support this wonderful poignant event and a charity that's needed now more than ever. Local Teacher is part of Global Project to Teach Refugee Kids. Article by Suzanne Pender. A Carlo teacher is responding to the needs of vulnerable children in refugee camps around the world and encouraging other educators to do the same. 
Gary O'Keefe, age 30, a teacher at Carlow Educate Together, is part of Strong Gens, an initiative aimed at providing access to education for children in refugee camps across a number of countries worldwide. The project encourages teachers to volunteer their time to provide online classes to children in refugee camps, giving them the hope of the brighter future that education provides. Sophia Wilmot-Josefa started Strong Gens in February last year and has even now started building a school on one of the sites in a refugee camp in Greece, said Gary. I got involved when I saw a social media post from a former colleague looking for teachers to volunteer their time, explains Gary, who teaches in the ASD unit at Carlo Educate Together. Gary reached out online and received a hugely positive response with almost 150 Irish teachers who contacted him wanting to learn more about the work of Strong Gens and volunteer their time. Gary contacted Sophia, which in turn led to him heading up recruitment in Ireland for Strong Gens, with technology expanding the potential for the charity to reach more and more refugee children. Gary's desire to volunteer comes from a firm belief that all children deserve equal access to education. What's so unique about what Strong Gens seeks to do is to empower children to dream and become agents of change in their own futures, he said. They raised their voices and said, we need help. This is our dream for a chance at a future outside the walls of this camp. And it is these young activists who continue to lead their campaign. The remarkable response from Irish teachers means that the organisation is in the process of interviewing even more volunteers and getting them set up in their new role. There was a very big response from Irish teachers which was great to see, said Gary. The majority of people who got in touch with me were Irish people from varying backgrounds. There were primary teachers, post-primary teachers, TEFL, as teaching English as a foreign language, teachers, SNAs, and even people who were not involved in educational settings, who contacted me with a willingness to get involved and try to help, he adds. Currently, the charity is supporting almost 200 children in refugee camps, and more than 120 who are currently homeless are living in direct provision. But with UNICEF indicating that there are some 13 million child refugees worldwide, the need for support and education has never been greater. We try to get people based anywhere in the world to commit to one hour a week for six months, so there is stability and familiarity for the children, said Gary. The children attending classes range in age from four to young adults up to 20, while some classes also require a translator to get over the language barrier. People would be very familiar with TEFL, that's teaching English as a foreign language. So the teaching is like that, and we have a range of classes from pre-entry level up to some more advanced classes, where subjects are, can include maths and science, Gary explains. The students themselves are so happy and so grateful for your time. It's so heartwarming that they have such a lovely response when they can see you on screen and get to know you, which is lovely. Children can log on individually, while Strong Gens is also providing technology for interested students or creating central hubs where children can gather, then join their teacher online. Because of the time difference, we really love to welcome student teachers or teachers who may be retired and are free during the day to volunteer. 
We are also looking to recruit teachers from Australia or Asia, where the time difference would allow for more classes during the day, said Gary. You can find out more about the organisation at www.strong-gens.com while anyone interested in volunteering can contact Gary at strong-gens.com. If anyone would like to follow the Strong Gens story, check out strong underscore gens on Instagram, Facebook Strong Gens, or at Strong Gens on Twitter. Over 900 Carlo drivers have six points or more. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Women drivers in Ireland have received half the number of penalty points that their male counterparts have. And the most recent year-to-date statistics for 2020 from the Road Safety Authority have not booked this trend, with men clocking up a total of 34,431 points from January to April and their female counterparts incurring 16,587 in the same period. Experts at the newly launched Misquote.ie, an online motor insurance broker whose policyholders are primarily young female drivers, say that a look at the figures from 2009 to 2019 indicates that women are the safer of the sexes when it comes to driving. The insurance experts say it's important for drivers to be aware that, aside from the obvious safety aspect, penalty points can have a significant financial impact by way of increased insurance premiums. Speaking of their analysis, Deirdre McCarthy of Misquote.ie said, RSA data reports that as of June 2020, there are 6,354 drivers in Carlo with points on their licence, and 908 of these are halfway to the automatic disqualification limit, having clocked up six or more points. While a Carlo-specific gender breakdown isn't available for 2020, the 2019 figures reveal that 804 penalty point endorsements were issued to women in the county, a figure superseded by the 1,535 endorsements issued to Carlo men. I think it's fair to say that based on both county and national figures, women drivers are more cautious and compliant on our roads. Year on year, men continue to outperform women when it comes to incurring penalty points. Misquote.ie analysed the nationwide figures from over a decade, 2010 to 2019, and found that women drivers in Ireland have received a total of 669,157 points, while men have been hit with a whopping 1,217,346, which is 88% more.